When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about adfreeshows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is adfree shows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh, You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week, early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com. It's the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now. Adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster, one half of the first teams to ever hold the NWA and WWF Tag Team Championships, and the man who personified Cool Drip through the 1980s. He's the enforcer. He's Double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week, man? I'll tell you what, it's been a very eventful full couple of weeks, hasn't it? 
It's been something, buddy. I mean, the cool part is, is you and I got to uh, connect with each other at StarCast. What an event that was. Well, until we had our, our picture taken again together, and I saw that I'm eight inches shorter than you. <laughs> I, it's not good for my ego. I think I'm shrinking, or you're just a big dude. I think I'm, I think I'm just a big dude. I wouldn't worry about you shrinking. You're still, you're still a, a regular-sized man. I'm just abnormally large. But, Arn, one of the highlights for me, well, number one, I got to see you. I got to talk to Brock a little bit, but I got to meet Erin and talk to her for a little bit, and she is such a sweetheart, Arn. I'm a very fortunate man. She's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, we've been together, you know, certainly her old adult life and almost all of my adult life. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, when you find one like that in this business, better grab them and hang on to them. The one that's willing to put up with you being gone and coming home and being hurt and tired and everything under the sun, she's taken care of. I'm very blessed to have her and uh, glad y'all got to meet. It, it was it was a highlight for me. She was so very kind and uh, it was just great talking with her for a few minutes. Outside of, though, outside of all that, what did you think of the whole Ric Flair's last match and the, and the whole StarCast event? Well, it was... Uh, Let's just say the backstage area kind of set the mood for all of us, didn't it? Oh, it I was mean, something. It was like two steady streams getting off of a uh, New York subway, going different directions all day long. That's I mean, a good way to put it. People were just, and I got to see a lot of people. I got to meet a lot of people I had not met. Um, the Von Ericks I had never met. Big fans of obviously of what their family has meant to the industry uh, the entire time I've been in it, and uh, I got to meet. Believe it or not, I hadn't met the Briscoes before. Oh, okay. You know, and what you see backstage is a little different. Thank God than when those cat when those guys go <laughs> yeah, through really. the curtain. So humble, so respectful, so intelligent. Really good guys, and uh, and that means. The Von Erichs and the Briscoes, the same thing, man. Just soft-spoken, humble. But, buddy, when they come through that curtain, the shit's on. It is. It is. And uh, you're right, man. It was like, it's a great analogy, a subway station. Everybody was back there. And the crazy part is you didn't know who you were going to see next. I was standing back there talking with Mike Kyoto, and all of a sudden, you know, here comes Undertaker and Michelle McCool walking in. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to have, you know, that level of people just strolling in now. And uh, it was it was insane. And, man, what a weekend and what a night for Rick. And you guys got to do your panel uh, with Tony Schiavone. So reliving a lot of good memories. Just overall, I think it lived up to the hype, my friend. Yeah. And, and you know, I had, a, I had a beer with James Storm, you know. I, I, I don't drink very often anymore, if at all. You know, it's months between beverages. And I got to sit down. I was a big fan of his. And when he was, you know, teaming with Bobby back in the day. And uh, just, I mean, the Nasty Boys, like you said, seeing Undertaker. I didn't know Taker was there until we went to Gorilla. And Brock and, their, and Brian were fixing to have their match with the Mortons. And I just looked over in the shadows. We were right by the entrance, fixing to go out, and there he was. And I went, God, I went, damn, you're the last person I expected to see here. <laughs> yeah, and really. then out of the shadows stepped Michelle. <laughs> well, I'm a son of a gun. 
What a, what a what a treat! Really was nothing but ultimate respect. Man, that's so cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's unbelievable, and uh, just a great time all together. If you haven't watched it yet, you can still do so. RickFlairsLastMatch.com. Purchase it. Fight TV. Check it all out. But let's dig into what we're here for today, Arn, and that's to talk all about your illustrious career. And we're starting to get into the last few months of your career here. It's winding down in the WWF, but this is a big month, man, because you guys are going to take on. Uh, the Hart Foundation at SummerSlam. And during the show, you and I are going to watch that match in its entirety. And we'll listen into some of the commentary. Shivani's on the call. And uh, we'll have a little bit of fun with that. I'll pause it a little bit here and there. And we can talk about some things in the match as we go. Uh, but I want to catch everybody up where we left off last week. It was uh, We talked about the Brain Busters. You and Telly, loved by Bobby the Brain. You ended Demolition's historic run as the tag team champs. A run that in terms of length, Arn... Uh, it would finally be surpassed by the new day. It took that long for Demolition's tag team title run to finally be eclipsed, uh, which just speaks volumes to how impactful that run was. Uh, yet the help of the steel chair and, and the giant, you guys defeated Axe and Smash. And for all of us Arn Anderson fans, that victory ended the program with the Bushwhackers. And now for the month of August, you and Tully are working with Demolition on all the house shows and if that's not exciting enough this week, as I said, we're going to watch that Heart Foundation match. But before we get to East Rutherford, let's start with the month of August 1989 through the eyes of Arn Anderson. Arn, are you ready to dig in? Can't wait to see this one. All right. Here we go, buddy. We're going back in time as we go through. The month of August starts in Canada for you guys on the 4th in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Arn. You and Tully defeated Demolition in the semi-main event of the evening. Of note, you guys are working with Root and Beefcake uh, early in the month, that card. And on August 5th, fans in British Columbia watched the same card. And once again, you and Tully were victorious against Axe and Smash in your match, second from the top. Earlier in the day, Arn, you and Tully and the brain appeared on the Brother Love Show. We talked about the filming of this one last week. And Arn, wouldn't you know it, we got the clip, our first clip of the week. Let's take a look and see exactly what you all had to say with our buddy, Bruce Pritchard, painted up as brother love. Here we go. Since that night, 
used to be don't count anymore. You want to crack at these titles, my friends? You gotta earn it. Man, I don't know how he didn't implode, Brother Love. I mean, he just looked like his blood pressure was way too high. What did you think of the Brother Love gimmick? Let's start there. Well, he probably should have went with the full body tanner, just that face tanner, a little much. <laughs> Hands are fishy white. I mean, it, Bruce did a fantastic he job did. with that. I mean, it was an over-the-top, through-the-roof, uh, gimmick and and he pulled it off. I don't know if anybody else could have pulled that off. It was, it was Percy, but not Percy. You know what I mean with his yeah. own twist. Cause that whiny, loud. You know, both of them were different. Both of them had different uh, guys, obviously that they were were managing. But that whole whine was just oh, just like fingernails down chalkboard. Definitely a lot of similarities. When you said Percy Pringle, I can see it. And then, and you know, he's doing his whole evangelist satire. By the way, a little nugget here for our listeners. This is the only appearance that you guys had on the Brother Love Show. But it's I find it interesting. You still bring the intensity. They can have the little goofy music in the background. But the brain busters are the brain busters. And you're going to bring the intensity in the promos. And, uh, man, it's, it's uh, good stuff here. There you go. The, the brain busters on Brother Love. Uh, so we move on, Arn. It's August 6th. Backstage side fans in Eugene, Oregon at the Lane County Convention Center. Watch you and Tully best demolition when Axe and Smash get themselves DQ'd. Arn, I think this is the perfect time to ask the question because this won't be the first time we see this result. And we know Axe got his team DQ'd on Saturday night's main event back in May. But baby faces, let's talk about it. At the time, they're always clean cut. They're rule followers. Demolition, not so much. They broke that mold. As WWF portrayed them as nearly unstoppable, indestructible, they're invincible, fearless ass kickers. And they weren't scared of breaking a rule or two. Does this presentation, do you think, work for Axe and Smash that were formerly heels? Yeah, and, and that whole babyface thing, has been, that line has been blurred. You know, everybody likes a tough guy, a legitimate tough guy. And, uh, you know, most guys... They'll look at someone like Rick Rude, who is a heel, but they'll they'll want to emulate him. They want to be him, and they'll go, "God, what a look!" and all that. And it's that's where you have that mix of. It's a little confusing when the bad guy's looking good, but the bad guy has part of the audience respect. You're going to get cheers for that guy, and just not straightforward baby faces. You know, you can get to a point where a baby face is, is just too too sugary sweet. That'll make you spit him out. Yeah. You know. Demolition, it didn't matter who you put them in the ring with. I think they were always just two guys that had all the guys respect in the locker room and all the fans respect in the audience. Yeah, they were almost, if you think about it, that first real big badass team. Had the music, they could cheat a little bit, do whatever they need to, and people loved them, loved them big time. I want to talk a little bit, too, right now about your relationship with Barry Darso. Uh, we've talked about it before, but you got to be having a lot of fun finally get to work with him on a regular basis, too. You're not kidding. 
and I can, you know, Bill Eady is somebody that was like a half a generation ahead of me. I knew him as the mass superstar in Georgia. When I was first started, he was already established with that gimmick. This was prior demolition. And Barry, ever since uh, when I first went to Georgia with Matt Bourne as a partner, and that whole fiasco melted down and Matt got fired and they were kind of hodgepodging some teams together, and they had Barry, who was just starting, Man Mountain Darso, 330 pounds, unbelievable. Um, myself and Rick Rude against, uh, no, it was Rick Rude and the Road Warriors okay. were on the other team, and we had Joe Lightfoot was on our team. And Barry and I got the team together, and we just hit it off. He's just a... He's one of the real good guys in this business. I don't think you'll find anybody has anything bad to say about Barry Darso. And we've been friends the entire time I've been in the business, you know. And I met him probably, oh, God, I don't know how many years it's been, but it's... Uh, Early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And it was uh, his wife now, Teresa, and my wife, Erin, are best friends. They talk couple times a week and uh, we've been very you know remained very close with them that's awesome and, and here you are getting to work with them so much night in night out you're going to hear that the rest of the show fellas let's face it when the mood hits right every one of us want to be like demolition unstoppable invincible fearless ass kickers but sometimes we simply lack the confidence and have the main event to have that main event performance So if you're looking to kick your presentation and performance up a notch, you don't need face paint and hoods or even badass music. No, sir. All you need is a blue chew, and you'll make that axe you're walking around with so hard you could smash concrete with it. BlueJew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. Isn't that right, Arn? You know, you're a lot more descriptive than me. I just get horny as hell. <laughs> Arn, my goal as we do Blue Chew every time, and the YouTube listeners can hate it, love it, is to really pop you and, and you know, really just, just try to impress you with some of this stuff. And I think you are having fun with these Blue Chew ads. And I can't compete with you, bud. Apparently, oh, you're having a real good time. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's because it works. And it can work for you, too. They're online prescription service, no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And as we've said before, it ships discreetly to your door. No weird looks with the mailman. You can sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with their licensed medical provider. And once you're approved, boom, you'll get your prescription within days. The best part, all online. And if you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. There's all kinds of reasons why guys can't perform. You know it. It could be anxiety, age, whatever the case may be. Blue Chew is here for you. And they'll make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time you get the opportunity to have fun. Here's the key. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Just go to bluechew.com, promo code ARN, and pay $5 shipping. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, Arn, the next day, August 7th, at San Bernardino, California, at the National Arn Show, 3,000 fans watched the Brain Busters and Demolition fight to a DQ. From there, you guys would travel to Oakland for a day of TV tapings. 14,000 fans with 13,500 paid. That's pretty good. Filled the Coliseum for the matches recorded for both superstars and primetime wrestling. You and Tully wrestled an enhancement match against Steven DeLeon and Luis, uh, Luis Piccoli picking up the victory with the Spike Pile Driver. You guys are just so busy, man. As I go through some of these results, just travel, travel, travel. It's We're not even up to August 8th yet, and you would drive to Fresno for more TV tapings and yet another sellout. WWF was so red hot, Arn. You guys are the tag champs, and, uh, and uh, again, 9,000 fans there, 8,800 of them paid. They packed the arena there for syndicated TV tapings in a match that would air on October 2nd for primetime. Uh, Arn, you and Tully lost a match against... We can't get rid of him. We can't shake him. The Bushwhackers by count out after Butch threw Luke back into the ring after you and Tully had collided on the floor. Later in that same taping, in the last match of the day, you guys are working your asses off. You and Tully defeat Mark Young and Jim Evans with the spike pile driver in just under four minutes. Guess what happens next, Arn? You get a day off. Imagine that. You, you got a day off, and you and Tully took on demolition in the semi-main event at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. And because it wouldn't be a month in your life without a silly travel day, on August 11th in Orlando, Florida, you and Tully defeated Demolition. Following day, you're back in Tampa. You and Tully will close out the show against Demolition on the same card featuring Savage and Beefcake. I know we talk about it quite often, but uh, this travel schedule is no joke. You guys, we just talked about it. You're on the West Coast. You're in Canada. Now, here you all the way are, back out in Florida, and we're not even into the 11th of the month yet. It's just insane where you've been in just a short amount of time here in August. You know, I think about the way travel is now and how difficult it is with flights getting canceled, not having enough staffing. I heard read one the other day that flight was canceled, and they came on the mic and said uh, we didn't have enough gas. Can't take off. There was a shortage of fuel. Now, who'd have thunk in America with a front-running airline you would ever hear we don't we couldn't couldn't get enough gas to go, bud? Mm. We couldn't have pulled that schedule off that we used to work then with today's no standards. Way. There'd be cancellations all over the place, you know? So it's, uh, it's a different world we lived in back then. I mean... The, the downside was, buddy, you had to be on top of your game as a businessman and make sure you were got your wake-up call and got to the airport in time and you got to the next town because not making it was not acceptable. You know, that, that was one of those things. But at least I don't remember flights getting canceled at all. You were on, on them constantly. I mean, it's unbelievable. It, you were just, it was just, uh, you had to feel like a mummy or a zombie, should I say. Just, okay, back to the airport. Here we go. You know, it's almost like wash, rinse, repeat. 
same cycle every day, in and out, rings. I, you know, I know you guys say that you remember the towns and specific things where you went. But as for me, I would just I would start to forget where where things were and where I was even going, where I was headed the next couple of days. Well, and we would help each other. You know, there was a lot of times Tully and I would wake up like after working a, a double shot on Saturday and say Sunday, back to back. Monday morning, you know, I'd, I'd wake up and I'd call him. I'd go, where are, what town are we in? Where are we at? I believe it. And he would do the same. And yeah. I'd say, well, well okay, what, what's, time's our flight today? Or are we driving? What's it? You literally could get so strung out on the travel uh, that you would forget what town you were in. It, but, it, hey, yeah. but let me let me again step in right here and say, hey, we're on top of the world. This yeah. is what we signed up for. That's right. You know, everything was clicking. We were at a point where, okay, it's a tough travel schedule. You know, shit happens. It's part of the job. But that's what we signed up for. You never let it take over your thought process. You just had to have a thought process to realize where are we, what we got to do to get there. You were the WWF Tag Team Champion, something that I'm sure as a breaking into this business, you couldn't imagine that you would you know, finally accomplish. And you're right. Here you are. So who gives shit about the travel? It's Nobody. time to roll. That's right. Damn right. Well, Arm, we're going to pay the bills again once here again. We're gonna, we have uh, one more ad after this one to knock out. And we want to do that because we want to watch the uh, SummerSlam match ad-free and, and get moved through some of these. And we're going to talk a little bit about what I know you love and I love, and that's chili sleep, Arn, and that's a good night's rest. And we've already talked about it on the show a few times. We like it dark. We like it cold. And chili sleep makes custom climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Arn, how important is a good night's sleep? Even if you're not a professional athlete or professional entertainer, or if you're just a regular Joe that's working a nine to five, the one thing that you, I mean, you can get up in the morning and caffeine up or, you know, do our greens, you know, yeah, put it, put them in there with our pre-workout stuff. There's all kinds of things you can do after the fact. The easy way is just have a good night's sleep to get you started, man. And and sleeping in a hot bed, I don't have. I've never had anybody say to me, "Yeah, man, I really like it hot when I'm sleeping." Have you? <laughs> it, it doesn't happen, man. Man, I like it coat like a nice light comforter, and I like it freezing in the room. I'm with that, you. That's what you get with chili sleep. It is what it says it is. It, it is. You're absolutely right. No one wants to sleep hot. And Chili Sleep makes the Oler and Cube Sleep Systems. They're hydropower, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. You can set the temperature on what you like. It's amazing. And they also make the Chili Blanket, the only weighted blanket that can help you be paired with a control unit for the ultimate, here it is, kids, sweat-free sleep. So listen, head on over chillysleep.com forward slash ARN to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Oler sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for ARN listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash ARN to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed like ARN every day. There you go. 
Arn, we move on and talking about cold, we're going to talk about a hot crowd. It's August 13th. It's Miami, and they watched you and Tully in a losing effort to demolition as you guys found yourselves on the business end of the DQ. But as you know, titles don't change hands that way. So everything's still cool, still kosher. You guys are still the champs. And you move on August 14th. The very next day, you guys would wrestle demolition again. This time, it's Jacksonville, Florida. And you would also lose the match by DQ. After four days off the road, the Brain Busters and Demolition began a Midwest loop. So here you go. You're moving out to the Midwest. It's August 19th. You and Tully battled Demolition at the Kansas Expo Center in Topeka, Kansas. On the 20th at the Pershing Auditorium in Lincoln, Nebraska, 3,712 fans watched your team, the Brain Busters and Demolition, fight until you and Tully were disqualified. From Lincoln, you guys made the two-hour drive to Sioux City, Iowa, where you would defeat Demolition at the Municipal Auditorium. So here you go. You're starting that Midwest trip, Arn. Again, battling back and forth. It's all about you, Demolition. And as you've said before on the show, it's given every single fan in every single city that matchup that they want to see. And you know something which might help you if you're analyzing, well, how many... DQs there were and countouts and things. If you go back and check tag teams and how long their run is, especially heels, part of that is because the fact that once you become champion, you don't have to beat anybody. Now, they have to beat you. And if you feel like you're fixing to get beat, potentially get get disqualified. Hanging on to the belts are the main thing. And so... You're going to see a lot of disqualifications when you have a team that, let's just face it, we were really overmatched. Yeah. With Demolition, they were bigger, stronger. They had been a team as long as we had, and uh, they were just monsters. And so if we had to, you know, every night was a challenge to see if we could get those guys down and keep attacking, attacking, and in our mind have a chance to win. And if we didn't, could always get disqualified. And not only that, you're going to keep the fans coming back for more, right? Give them a reason to watch and buy into the rivalry and the feud. And that's just how it works. And and I want to see, okay, well, what happens next? And what happens next? So it makes sense to me, totally, Arn, and uh, so that we move on. And we're going to move on. Speaking of being in the Midwest or God's country, if you prefer, you can drive miles and miles without seeing another person or vehicle out that way. And quite frankly, if you're traveling in an older car, it can be a little unnerving. Unless you have Car Shield, aren't they here for our listeners? Always ready to make the save. They have easy and affordable pricing packages to protect my car from expensive repairs, and that's just for starters. Car Shield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for about a hundred bucks a month. That plan covers more than ever before, whether your car has five thousand miles or one hundred and fifty thousand miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. And Car Shields and administrators handle the rest. It's that simple. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taking care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road out there in the Midwest. Plans through Car Shield also include coast to coast roadside assistance. Their administrators are here for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So get the coverage today. You'll lock in that price now and it will never go up. That's pretty cool, too. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising costs of repairs 
and parts for your vehicle. So they can protect you as they've protected me. Check it out, carshield.com slash ARN to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash ARN. A deductible may apply. Well, Arn, let's get into it because we got some fun clips to share. August 21st, you, Tully, and Bobby appeared on an interview for the August 21 edition of Primetime Wrestling. In less than a minute, you guys conveyed the message and put the Heart Foundation and SummerSlam over, but you don't have to take my word for it. We have the segment. Here we go, our second clip of the week. Let's check it out. I know what your plan is, Heart Foundation. You want to do some damage to one of my brain busters, or maybe both of them. No. We got some plans, some big plans for you. Big plans. You know, when we walk that aisle and you feel the heat, when you're sitting in the ring and you look back at the back and the brain busters come through that curtain and the lights are on them and all 20 million people are screaming, it's going to be because we are the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions and everybody out there in the sound of my voice, you better get used to it. Every wrestler better get used to it because it's here to stay. You want a title shot, you earn one. A thinking champion, don't look back. Don't look at what used to be. Look at what you got to do ahead of you. We're going to win them one at a time. We're going to start with you at SummerSlam. There it is. We're revved up, ready to go. SummerSlam coming for the Hart Foundation. Were you excited about, I'm sure you are, working with Brett and uh, Jim DeAnville Nightheart coming up here at SummerSlam? Well, of course. You know, those guys are incredible. Jim Nightheart, I was a little nervous about. He's, he's a big man. I was more than a little nervous. And, you know, Brett's skills speak for themselves. Mm. Uh, those guys were a great team and totally different from each other. That's what made them so good. You know, you, you can't really claim to be the best until you, you know, trade, trade hands with the best. And they were one of the best teams of that era. It's been cool to go through this with you, Arn, because it really, you know, again, reminds us that you guys got to work with a who's who of wrestling talent when it comes to, to, to the WWF tag teams. The Hart Foundation, the Rockers, Demolition. I mean, it goes on and on. But you guys really went there almost kind of a peak time for tag teams and got to work with several great, of the all-time great tag team factions in WWF. Strike Force. Strike Force, yes, that's right. Yeah, you're, you know, yeah, there were a lot of great teams. They had a huge, you know, talent roster when we first went there. They were running the Bulldogs, two, two yeah, Bulldogs, absolutely. Jeez, I uh, wish we would have had more shots at those guys. They were on the way out. Um, just one of those things that there was a lot of incredible talent that you know they were running three shows a night sometimes. Yeah, you'd look, look at the card, and you'd have a full card too. It wasn't. You know, very many runs in a bunch. <laughs> a good way of putting it, man. It just worked out perfectly. Your run there, you got to work with so many. So your next match takes place Rockford, Illinois, at the Metro Center on August 25th. Once again, the Brain Busters and Demolition were one of the featured matches on the card. And then on the 26th, 6,800 fans at the Palace in Auburn Hills were treated to the Demolition Brain Busters match. This match would close out the show, Arn, and here's the rest of the card from that night. I want you to... Take a listen to this card. You got White Lightning, Tim Horner, pinning Boris Zukov. You got Brett and Jim, the Hart Foundation. They fought Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine to a draw. You have the Ultimate Warrior pinning Andre the Giant at the 17-second mark. And then you have Brutus Beefcake defeating WWF Intercontinental Champion Rick Rude via countout. Barry Windham defeating Paul Roma with the claw. Conrad's favorite move. You got Mr. Perfect pinning Hercules. Demolition defeating, as I said, 
uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard via DQ. And, buddy, we talk about it nearly every single week, but this is the B-Town car because Hogan is not on it. But with a roster like that, Hogan didn't need to be on it in order for you guys to sell tickets. Those players with the WWF advertising and merchandise machine behind them made for an amazing tandem, wouldn't you say? My God, that was the B-Town? Yes, it's Hall of Fame caliber talent. Wow, you're not kidding. And top to bottom, you know. Yeah. uh, That's just a... That's just an example of how many talent worked there at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Vince said, uh, was doing his job, man. He was going out and plucking, uh, the best of the best from all over the country. And, uh, this is just another example of it. Uh, so we move on. It's August 27th. We're getting closer and closer to, uh, to the, to SummerSlam here. It's you, Tully, Axe, and Smash once again, closing out the show this time in front of 4,000 fans at the War Memorial in Rochester. This match would end when you and Tully were DQ'd. And Arn, here we are. It's SummerSlam 1989. This event took place at the Meadowlands in New Jersey with a sold-out capacity crowd of 20,000 in attendance. Your man and mine, Tony Schiavone, is on the call with Jesse Ventura. And uh, now, as far as pay-per-view openers go, (laughs) this one is hard to beat, man. So here we go. It's time for our fans to fire up either the Peacock Daily Motion or I don't care, the best of SummerSlam DVD because we're about to watch two of the best teams of the golden era. The Brain Busters and the Heart Foundation show everyone else in the card how you create a follow that match. Arn, are you ready for this? Can't wait. All right, here we go, buddy. And uh, let's make sure we pay attention. Uh, if you do uh, your, your, sl- your uh, spine buster, if Shivani calls it right, here we go. He damn sure. <laughs> shot for the next year why in the world a question here now an event the magnitude of SummerSlam why wouldn't the brain 
and his men put the titles up against the Hart Foundation. I believe it was because they weren't the champions when the match was signed. This match was signed ahead of time before the Brain Busters won the title, so there was no title to put on the line. Double line drags the hit. So let's uh, mute it there, because let's talk about that a little bit. Was that ever a point of discussion? Arn, this is a non-title match. It was uh, always advertised as that, and uh, here we are at SummerSlam, non-title. I think the swerve in it all was it being non-title, you knew for sure, 100%, they were going to win. No, okay. Because that's what you did in those days. If you had the, a team go against the champions, a non-title, those guys would always win. That would put them in line for a future title shot. It's like earning your way there. This is, uh, I, I don't know if you remember or recall this, uh, Arn. This is the match that we watched last year at Top Guy Weekend with uh, FTR. Uh, and this is one of Dax's favorite tag matches growing up, watching this match together. And that's his favorite wrestler, Bret Hart. Damn it. That's true. He is a massive Bret Hart fan. But man, this, and, and, and he loves you guys. So this would make sense as to why this would work. But here comes the, your boy, Anvil, the guy that you weren't really. Looking forward to being in there with throwing the clubbing blows on Arn. You just saw a brief example of why. <laughs> He's oh, a man. savage. He is. Oh. I tell you what, though, how good is his daughter, Natalia? She has just become a pro's pro. Dr. Tom raves about her, and uh, it's just good to see her longevity in the business. Most definitely. She's a, she's a veteran. You know, she understands that, that she... She's not a diva. She's a professional wrestler. I love it. And she's incredible. So, Arn, any behind-the-scenes info? And I know this is, a, this is quite a long time ago, but do you remember anything from behind-the-scenes prepping, talking to them, agent-wise, anything that you can share with us? Before we, didn't see it. We, we did not see them all day. Really? Yep, yep, yep. And there's speculation that I won't comment on as to why, but... We didn't see them all day, but it didn't matter. You know, that happened all the time. You just were in control of the match. But you got to remember, if you watch this match, this is chain wrestling, guys getting getting control of the other guy, tagging in and out. There weren't 20-move high spots that, that you needed to remember in those days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now some of the back-and-forth stuff is so involved and there's so many back and forth moves i don't i don't know how the guys can even remember what they're doing out there yeah what how can they remember what's next it's just yeah, yeah. It, much respect because yeah. i couldn't do it it's just go in you know in those days it was go in try to get control of one of them if you were able to try to bring them to your side of the ring and keep control and that was that was it for the high spots it was a back and forth fight so absolute no conversation whatsoever between both teams prior to the match. Nope. Uh, and you just go out there. Are you guys calling the match? Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. And it's, again, it's doing your homework and uh, knowing what these guys do, what they don't do, what they shouldn't do, and what we shouldn't do, more importantly. What a, like, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, it's just, I mean, if you watch it, this, this is a tag match. They've got control of Tully. They're tagging in and out. They're keeping him on the side of the ring. And in those days, that was the story. It was 
otherwise, if you had two single matches going on in there, you lose the, the tag match concept. And it's interesting as I watch this, they are very much like you. If you're a big fan of the brain busters in that keeping the guy on the side of their side of the ring, tagging in and out quickly, it's traditional tag team wrestling at its best working on the body part. And, and Tully's not having any luck here with the anvil. All he's doing is pissing anvil off. I, ble- I was screaming, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> How good was Brett the Hitman Hart already? We've already saw the early interaction that he had with Tully and you. But did you just see it in him at this point that, hey, this guy's going to be a star? Well, he's just smooth. He never got out of his rhythm. He has a game game plan. He has an offensive set. He has a defensive set of moves. You know, and he just went out and he just uh, was just polished and he knew what he was doing at all times. That's one of the things that he will always say that he takes pride in is that he never hurt anybody out there. And and, uh, did you feel it with him? Like, hey, like you said, he's smooth. He knows what he's doing. Uh, He never never hurt anybody recklessly. Yeah. He would sting your ass with some of that offense. Not, not, not injuring you. But, yeah. But you knew but he was there. He'd light you up. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. We've talked a little bit about Anvil. Any good stories or memories uh, outside of the wrestling ring that you care to share about Anvil, Jim, the Anvil Nightheart? Well, I mean, you know, we've been at a few bars and had a few cocktails after the show when they were in there. And, uh, Anvil was, uh, he, he'd get four or five of those gargle shots of Jack Daniels and he'd start pulling on that goatee and that laugh would start. <laughs> he would become the guy in the ring, in the bar. That was always entertaining. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's listen to a little bit. This is a double team, you and Tully and Brett. Here we go. Getting the better of it, Tony. He's going right down after him, too, Jess. This may spell trouble for the Hart Foundation. You don't want to go down low against the Brain Busters. A tag has been made. The Hitman is not aware of it. From behind. And once again, chasing Tully down low was a You know, you got to compliment the champions. They're always thinking in that ring, Tony. Legal tag made as Tully slid into the ring. He tagged Arn Anderson. Bret Hart had no idea and got caught. Arn, like you say, nothing good ever comes from Arn Anderson climbing the ropes. Another example. <laughs> Should have just stayed in the ring. All hell's breaking loose at this point. Uh, every man's in. You guys just got knocked out. Joey Morella has lost control. And you're asking for a timeout. Love it. Classic. Yeah, nobody told me there was no such thing as timeouts. It's, it's just classic heel wrestling. I love it crowd is just as you could hear in the background as we were playing the clip they're completely into this match it's it's absolutely right if you're wrestlers on the back and you're thinking okay i get to be match number two what in the hell do we do put us on first it's your own peril (laughs) follow that by god 
And they, and hey, guys, listen, these guys were former tag team champions. They they had been working the mid card, but it's hard to argue that this match wouldn't put them back in the spotlight. This is uh, again one of the best tag team matches for this era. Well, it's not a first match match. It's no. not a first match talent. It's not a first match as far as what you do in the ring. This was a way and. Uh, to get that pay-per-view audience, that huge audience, and people sitting at home to get them into the show, give them a great first match with the mat that meant something, and you know that's how you start the show off. It's not a first match match. No, it's not. All right, like you go- would do it, like you would do in a house show. Yep. All right, let's go back to it. Tully's coming off the ropes, and he gets caught. Here we go. Let's listen to Tony and Jesse. And throw them back into that buckle. Anything can happen here. The anvil sends Tully in. Now, sending his partner in. And a smart move by Arn Anderson. They telegraphed that move. They telegraphed the double team move. Arn grabbed Tully, pulled him out of the way, and the tide of this match has changed drastically now. Now we'll see if the Hart Foundation can take it as well as dish it out. Couple of stops. Anderson taunting now the hitman, and that's really easy to do when you got the advantage. Knee up, right into the knee of Tully Blanchard, and now the double teaming on the other side. Lower Wrestling Federation. Aren't we see you talking here, talking a little bit of smack? Did you like doing that during matches occasionally? Was that was that something you? Oh yeah. Yeah, just talking a little shit to the to, to the talent. There's nothing more debilitating than getting your ass kicked and a, and a promo cut on you at the same time. We got a uh, move here to uh, Telly's got uh, the anvil locked up here. You can see capacity crowd here at the Meadowlands being treated uh, to this matchup. Man, I would have been 12 years old within driving distance to this. Thanks, Dad, for getting me tickets. He didn't. I'm just being sarcastic. Had to throw that in there, didn't you? I know, right? All t- one of the all-time greats. Here you come back in. Back in with the anvil. The heavies are in there. Let's say heavy and a half. And I don't mean... You know. I don't know if I qualify to be a heavy when <laughs> anvil's in the ring. <laughs> There you go with the gut shot. And this match goes, it's about an 18 minute match. You're going for the pin here, and he throws you halfway across the ring like you're just a child, Arn. There, that, that's what I was talking about. That's the part I was dreading is just thinking you got him down, and he pulls some of that just superhuman strength out of nowhere. And you don't, you can't gauge that. You think you got a guy hurt, and damn, he's not hurt at all. He's just playing possum. Here you go with the double team. We'll listen in again a little bit more to Tony and Jesse. The tags go in and out. Well, the tide of this match has changed tremendously. Anvil needs to make a tag. I don't care how strong he is. You can't take that kind of punishment. Here he goes. He was close that time. Anderson sends him in. And down goes Anderson. Oh, they collide. That time, forehead hit the back of the head. Bobby the Brain is concerned. Rightfully so. Anderson went down hard. 
Now we got a race as slow as it is. We got a race to see who can make it to the corner, who can make the tag, because that could be the difference in this bout right now. Who can tag and who doesn't? The anvil, he did not get there. Did not get there, and Anderson goes to cut him off. A reversal. Sending on Anderson in. Down goes the anvil. Jumping all over referee Joey Morella right there. Well, I can't believe Morella didn't see that. We've seen things like that happen when the brain busters are on the end and they're the first to complain when something like that happens to them. It's another case of a double team move. And now the hitman going right after Tully Blanchard. And Bret Hart is in full force now. Big elbow. Anderson's in a daze. Down he goes. Down goes Tully. Close wide. And another one. And Bret Hart is taking both brain busters by himself. Unbelievable. It's a one-man assault force right here. It's Bret Hart picking up Tully Blanchard. Down he goes again. Now the hitman. He should have gone for a cover right there. Maybe so, but maybe here we're going to see a vertical suplex. Oh, there it is. Now the cover. He got up. Yes, he got up. He may have had him pinned right there. He very well could have had him pinned, but Iron Anderson standing there ready to deliver a blow. Hart had to get up at that point. Now all four men are in. The Hart Foundation. It's the hitman and Tully. They collide, but Bret Hart had the better of it. Coming with a clothesline. Anderson on the outside. And the anvil's going out after him. On the outside. Reverse atomic drop. The fight is furious on the outside. Meanwhile, on the inside. The fight on the outside means nothing, Tony. It's what's happening inside the ring. That time, Anderson hit the post. And now the hitman. Measuring Tully with a right hand. The anvil can barely get up on the apron. Coming off the top, 
hitting Bret Hart with a double axe handle. Arn making the cover. You can see Bobby Heenan pulling up Tully Blanchard out of the ring. One, two, and three. Joey Morella with no idea who the legal man is. Tremendous victory for the Brain Busters. And the Hearts are in big trouble now. Arn, a match that would still sell out an arena in 2022, buddy. What what did you think of it? Did you see the one innuendo that everybody missed, including the ref? When I did the cover, I pulled Brett's arm up over the top of my head, covering up the ball spot where the referee was looking right there. He couldn't tell that it was who me. who was pinning. That's right. It was very. It was way ahead of its time. That kind of shit. Always thinking. Always thinking I love it and always making sure it was it was done the right way and trying to hide. Man, I, like I said, fantastic match. You guys do go over. You're the champions. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, it's one of those matches that, like I said, it, it would work today. Now, on one thing from SummerSlam, before we close out the month, you guys and the Hart Foundation, as I said, put on a clinic. But the main event featured Savage and Zeus with Sherry taking on Hogan and Beefcake with Liz. And I have a promo that aired as part of SummerSlam, and I want to take a look at the silliness and get your reaction. Is that okay? Can we do that? Do I have to? All right, you do. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's brief. If, Here we go. If you say I have to, we have to. <laughs> Let's check it out. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, to meet the human wrecking machine, Zeus, his partner, of course, none other than the macho man, Randy Savage. Sensational yeah. Sherry. What? <laughs> what in the world is in this cauldron? Oh, mean Gene Okerlund, this is the cauldron of madness that we have spoke of oh so fondly in the past months. What will help us destroy Hulk Hogan, Brutus Beefcake? Oh, I look in there, what do I see? I see Hulk Hogan laying flat on his back. And another thing, what do I see? Brutus Beefcake, he's good, he's finished! And then, hopefully... Hopefully we can see what's going to happen with Miss Elizabeth. If she's here, where is she? Where is she? What's cooking, Macho Man? Where is she? Unbelievable. I see the same things that Sensational Series sees, only I see them a little smaller, yeah. Like in itsy bitsy pieces, if you know what I mean. I see the weak link, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah, in the bottom of the cauldron of madness, yeah. And I also see Hulk Hogan, yeah, on the bottom of the cauldron of the madness, and it's because of the human record. Machine, yeah. impervious to pain, and I told you, Hulk Hogan, that this was the end of the road, and I am looking at the end of the road, and also I see sensational Sherry, you with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, the possibility is unbelievable. Thank yeah. you very much. Have, I'm a little bit quiet. Let's get back up to the no. ring. Arn, care to comment on the cauldron of madness? I love Sherry. <laughs> I, I love Macho. Gene Oakland, I miss terribly. The cat just didn't fit, did he? No, Zeus, no. 
They were you know, trying so hard. Yeah, yeah, I could have told you that wasn't going to work. Uh-huh. But, it was, hey, it was one of those science fiction, sci-fi deals. Sherry Martell was awesome, man. She was we, good. I, we, I wish you could have known her, Paul. She's a Me great too. lady. Great yeah. lady. Me too. I wish I could have as well. I just uh, thought we'd throw that in there and have a little fun. Uh, just at the time, this is what's going on in the WWF. August 29th, WWF taped matches for syndicated programming for the September 25th edition of primetime. You and Tully Russell demolition to a DQ later during that same taping, you and Tully and Bobby were interviewed by mean gene for a segment that would air September 24th on superstars. I'm sure we'll check that out next week. And then rounding out the month of August, 1989 on the 30th in front of a sellout crowd 8,769 fans in Portland, Maine. WWF recorded more matches for primetime superstars and wrestling challenge. You and Tully won an enhancement match that would air on September 16th. This time, Al Mayo and John Weiss fell victim to the Brainbusters spike pile driver. Finally, on August 31st, in front of 2,000 fans at the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, we watched Demolition and the Brainbusters fight until you and Tully were DQ'd giving Axe and Smash the win. Arn, that wraps up the in-ring coverage for August 1989. But after reading through all those dates and results, I do want to ask, a lot of the matches ended in DQ or countout. We know from previous discussion and a lot of times these finishes are used so that an opponent doesn't look weak. And as you said during our watch-along last week, you guys were simply outgunned and outmuscled. But with Bobby outside, why not cheat to win? So instead of losing by DQ... But, you know, you do it underhandedly. What are your thoughts on that? You think Bobby wanted to get close to either member of demolition, close <laughs> enough to get physical? Absolutely Touché. not. Touche. That's a great point. Uh, it makes total sense. Bobby won no parts of it. No. <sighs> well, guys, listen, that concludes our coverage of August 1989. What a run you and Telly had with demolition, working with Axe and Smash all around the loop. And let's face it, 23 years later, that SummerSlam match undoubtedly holds up. Such an honor to watch it with you today, buddy. And uh, that's going to wrap up our show for this week for the Arn. Did you did you enjoy checking this one out, man? Big time. You know, this is, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was up in Roanoke, Virginia, one week after StarCast, and I did a... Did a Comic Con up there, and the you know the fans are always very gracious, and they they're digging you as the co-host because I ask, and they you know we're we seem to be working together, and uh, you know they're they're digging the podcast and going through my life story you know a month at a time, slowing down and all that. I haven't had one person say no. I want you to go back and talk about when you were a producer for WWE. I haven't had one person, and you yeah. know what. I concur. I'm a wrestler, guys. I'm not a producer. It was just a second job that I fell into because I had something to offer. And thank God I did because I needed the job at the time. But uh, going back and reliving my career as a wrestler is much more captivating for me. I hope it, it works for everybody out there. You know, what's good, Arn, is you still have a lot of good memories of those times, too, that you can share kind of what was going on. Even the little nugget that, hey, we didn't talk at all that whole day before we had that match. Really? No communication? Nope. We just went out and performed. I mean, for a lot of wrestlers today, that would be just insane to even try to figure out how to do something like that without communication. But that's the stuff that we pick up here on the show and with you. And I'm so glad to be able to do this with you. And uh, I just love being able to watch you watch your career through your eyes and tell the old story. So uh, we're going to get into some stuff, man, because 
Uh, next month, I know we're going to start talking about you and Tully and uh, you asking for your release and heading back to uh, the WCW. So we're going to jump into some stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us there. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. On behalf of the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right back here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.